We're in the middle of a series, um, a sermon series that we've been, it's a nine-week series that we've been going through. I'm looking at two verses that the Apostle Paul uh, wrote in, in the book of Galatians that he wrote to Christians about the kind of character that can be developed in people if they will live um, with Jesus a Christian life. And my challenge has been today is, how do I marry those two things together? Um, and as you would have it, and I believe by the plan of God, the topic that we come to today in our sermon series fits perfectly with Veterans Day. And I'm going to explain how. So, so let me show you what I mean. Let's first of all, look at the two verses that we've been looking at as a springboard for these nine weeks. And it's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It's verses, if you're from our church, you ought to be able to say this by heart uh, from memory by now. But let's, let's read it together. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And so today we're in week six. So we're coming to the character quality today. The sixth one on the list, if you can count that far, is goodness. So as we think about goodness today... Um, believe it or not, military people are maybe the perfect example of goodness. And you think, how in the world are we looking at the military people? You say, hey, some of you who have served go, hey, um, you can describe me a lot of ways, but I'm not sure goodness is the way you describe me. But I believe you're going to see in a moment that our military people can be a wonderful example of biblical goodness. You see, goodness, the way it is used in the Bible is an interesting word. Goodness in the Bible often describes a quality of character that is marked by two things, by generosity and kindness. And the word often translated as good in the Bible is, is, is the same word that Jesus uses when he describes a man um, in a parable who, because of his generosity, overpaid people who worked for him. There's a story where Jesus pays workers who worked an hour the same as workers who worked 10 hours. And he's talking about the generosity of God. And the word to use the, the, to describe the person in that story that overpaid people was the word um, for generous. That is the same word that's used for goodness. So goodness in the Bible speaks of the kind of person who is generous and kind, but it doesn't stop there. It also is a description of a person who's generous and kind, and because of their gen, gen, their generous and kind, they will choose to do the right thing simply because it's the right thing to do. So the, the biblical definition of goodness is a person who, because of their heart of being generous and kind, will choose to do the right thing simply because it's the right thing to do. Now think with me. If you asked many military personnel... Some of the ones who came up here are ones that you know who are either in the military or were in the military. And if you said to them, why did you serve? If you said to Ruby, Ruby, why did you serve? She answered it for us. You know, she said it was the right thing to do. Something was going on. It was a conflict going on. And I wanted to do my part. The answer you'll often get from military people, why did you serve, is because it was the right thing to do. I wanted to serve and protect my country, and so I signed up. Well, that's an example of biblical goodness. A generous and a kind heart that says, I'll give of myself for the good of others. That's what goodness 
is really all about. So thank you, veterans, for giving us an example that we can picture in our minds of what biblical goodness looks like. Now, the reason over the last number of weeks that we have been taking time each week to look at these character qualities, and goodness being one of them, is because the Apostle Paul calls them something, he describes them as a, with an interesting word. He says these nine things are what? They're the something of the Spirit. What does he call them? The fruit of the Spirit. And he's, he's got an intention when he uses that word. In, in the words he's using here, he's trying to say they're fruit. That these are qualities like goodness, something that could grow and develop in the lives of Christian people. So we know this. Goodness is something that can grow and mature in each of us as we live in relationship with Jesus. So what I want to do today is I want to go to two different places in the scriptures and explain really briefly how this can work and what it looks like. And the first place I want to look at, if you have a Bible, you can turn with me, otherwise it will be up on the screens, is in Luke chapter 6. It's another story that Jesus is telling. Luke chapter 6, and we're just kind of coming in the middle of what he says here, but you're going to see what, I, what I'm getting at in a second. So l- listen to what it says starting in verse 43 in Luke chapter 6. And you're going to say, well, you're talking about bushes and trees. Follow me for a second. For there is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor on the other hand a bad tree which produces good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather thick figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth what is evil. For his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. Now look what Jesus is doing here. Jesus is comparing people, he's using the example of trees and bushes, to talk about people. And he says this, he says, a good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. We can picture that in our minds, right? If you've got an apple tree that doesn't really, it's not a really a very good tr- apple tree, and every year you go out to it and the apples don't look good and they don't taste good, he's saying a bad tree produces bad fruit, but, but you know, my kids have an apple tree in their front yard, and it's a good apple tree, and it produces really good apples. Saying a good tree produces good apples, a bad tree produces bad apples. And he uses that as an illustration to say, that's true about people. He says, likewise, he's he's the word good people. Good people produce good fruit, things like goodness, and the other gifts, the other um, fruit of the Spirit. He says, while other people do not produce those. He says, he even calls them evil people. And Jesus is pointing out that it's a matter of the heart. He says, why do you produce good or why do you produce evil? He says, it's because of what's inside of you. The the end of that verse says, for this mouth speaks um, the good things that come out or bad things come out, out of because of what's inside the heart. So Jesus is pointing out that it's a matter of the heart. If you produce good things like goodness or you don't produce good things, the reason you do or you don't is because of what's on the inside of you. He says, out of the good treasure of a person's heart, he brings forth what is good or what is evil. Jesus is saying that these fruit, these things that you can produce, these good things or bad things, are issues of the heart. It's a heart issue. It's a result of what's inside of a person. He's trying to say, listen, a lot of times we think of religion um, as, as external behavior modification. We think this, if you're, a, if you're a religious person, a Jesus follower or whatever, that 
you stop doing certain things or you do certain things just by an act of your will. It's something you do on the outside. But Jesus says that's not it at all. He says it's really something that's a matter of the heart, what's going on on the inside of you. He's basically saying if you get the inside right, then the outside stuff will naturally produce and grow. Things like goodness happen if on the inside you're right and good. And so now, what about then the inside? Well, the Apostle Paul, the second verse we want to look at, deals with this idea of the heart producing things outside from a, in a little different way. And so let's look at what he wrote. And this is also on the screen. I want you to notice on the screen there's going to be two times that things are underlined. And so Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it says this. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And that's believing in Jesus. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done, so none of us could boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. So Paul here, the Apostle Paul, is dealing with, again, the heart or the soul of a person. And he's talking here primarily about salvation, which is when a person understands in the, the depth of their heart that they need spiritual help, that they're really lost without God, and that in reality they, they spiritually are desperate and helpless, and then they turn to the only one who can rescue them. And Scripture says that's Jesus, who is the very Son of God, who came to rescue anyone who calls on him for help. So Paul is saying that you can get your heart right. So he's talking about here. Remember, Jesus said, if your heart is right, good things will result. Paul's saying, and this is how you can get your heart right. You can get your heart right by coming to Jesus Christ and receiving a free gift of salvation. And he makes a point here. He says that this salvation, this new heart, isn't a result of goodness, of the good things that you do, that anyone has done. He says that a new heart salvation is a free gift from God. In other words, you can't get it, because we're talking about goodness, you can't get this heart transformation by just doing good things and trying real hard. He rather says you get a new heart as a free gift from God, and he's going to go on to say, and then what happens when you get a new heart is as a result, good things will come out of your life. He says we have to get the order straight. We don't try to just do good things and think that's going to change us. He says, no, we change the inside of us by coming to Jesus. And when we come to Jesus and we live with Jesus, then the heart changes. And a result of the heart changes, then the good things, like goodness, will result. And notice what else the Apostle Paul says here. He says that when we receive Christ, um, his salvation through Jesus, this free gift of God through Jesus Christ, his son... He says that the goodness that's going to happen, has a, a way, it, it's, it's displayed in a certain way. He says that we become God's masterpieces. That you and I, in Christ, become God's masterpieces. Tell the person next to you, look at him and go, you're a masterpiece of God. What's a masterpiece? A masterpiece is the beautiful expression of an artist. So he says, you're a masterpiece. You are a beautiful expression of God. And now one of the ways God expresses his, his beauty th- 
through his masterpieces is through good works. One of the ways that when your heart is changed and God says you're a masterpiece, one of the ways he displays his goodness through you is through goodness coming through you. That's why goodness was underlined there. He says that God changed you so that you can do good things. In other words, and it's the same, the same root there, same root idea, you, are, you can display goodness. You see, people seeing the kindness and generosity of God through the things that you and I do just because it's the right thing to do is revealing the goodness of God in the inside of us that's coming out to the outside of us. So the way that goodness can grow in us is as we allow God's life and goodness to to, to develop in us and then be expressed through us, then people see the goodness of God through us and they go, you're a beautiful masterpiece of God. So see, it's not so much an effort thing. It's not so much I got to try harder kind of thing. It's a walking in fellowship with Jesus kind of thing so that, so that Jesus' goodness is revealed through us as we become more like him by spending more time with him and then doing the things that he does. Do you know how sometimes when somebody's been, a couple's been married for a very long time, some people say this is true about pets also, I'm not exactly sure, but that when you've been married for a very long time, they'll say that you become to look more alike. Suzanne, do you think we look more alike 30 years later than we did originally? It's kind of interesting because people say to us now a lot of times, you look like you could be brother and sister. Matter of fact, I saw Chrissy and Elias today. Are they in here? They're wearing the exact same color sweater today. And Christy says it's never going to happen again. And so Elias dressed dressed like Christy today. The longer you're married, sometimes the longer, the more you look alike, right? That's how what they're talking about here works in the scriptures. The more we spend time in the presence of Jesus, the more we become like him. And one of the ways that that likeness like God is expressed is by the good things we do in his name. That's what goodness is all about. We look more like Jesus when his goodness is expressed through us. So if we want goodness to grow inside of us and be expressed through us, what we do is we come to Jesus for salvation. That's what the Apostle Paul said. And then we spend time with him so that we become more like him, like a couple spending time together, become more like each other. And when we become more like him, what happens is his goodness is then displayed through us because we'll say, you know what? In a society that maybe says, I don't care, we say, I do care. What's the motto of our church? People who care. Why is that? Because as we spend time with Jesus, goodness will be displayed through us because we spend time with him. It's like a husband and wife becoming more like each other. And his goodness is displayed through us and what happens for people who care. So people who care and bless and help, not because they have to, but because it's just the right thing to do, that's the goodness of God. And that's what God wants from us. But it doesn't come from just trying harder. It comes from spending time with him. As we spend time with him, we begin to to look like him more. And we begin to look like him more, you know what happens? We really are the masterpiece of God. We look more like Jesus, and we are the masterpiece that God has created. So what I want you to to take away today is understand this. You're a masterpiece that's not finished yet. God's still painting you. 
He's still painting you. He's still perfecting the masterpiece of you. I don't care if you're one of our three World War II vets that are here today. You say, I'm, I've been living for a while. God's not done painting the picture of you yet. And one of the ways he's painting the picture of you is he's, he says, as you spend time with me, my goodness will come out through you. You will do good things just because of the right thing to do because that's your heart. It's the heart of Jesus being expressed through you. And you are, every time that happens, another beautiful stroke of the master's hand painting the masterpiece of you is what's going on.